What's up, everyone? My friends, my family. Uh, thank you all so much for listening in on this week's episode of the Ian Mills podcast. Today is a really special episode. I am speaking to one of my greatest mentors and teachers that I have found in this lifetime. Her name is Leslie Anderson. Um, she's the co-owner of Boho Yoga, which is where I just finished up my 200-hour yoga teacher training, which has really been the most um, profoundly impactful and transformative time of my life. Uh, she's a wonderful, bright, kind, lovely human being, and I think you all are really going to enjoy hearing a little bit more about her and her story. This episode of the IMP is brought to you by my upcoming workshop, How to Hold the Moon. Um, this is a workshop specifically for men. It'll be hosted by myself and my brothers Mitch and Dan from Brothers of the Moon, a men's group that I've been involved with for quite some time now. Um, it's going to include a yoga practice which will explore the polarities between the masculine and feminine energies. So um, a primal flow practice, um, a lot of exertion, strength, and action, followed by a yin practice, very much um, receiving, resting, surrendering. And then a conversation facilitated by the three of us about how these show up in our lives, how they show up in our relationships, and how we can best ground in these to um, show up in support for our lovers, our friends, um, our sisters, mothers, our family, um, really how we can hold space for the feminine to do its own healing in this time through doing our own healing. I'm really, really excited and proud of the workshop we've put together I think it's going to be a really beautiful experience for anyone that feels called to join. So men, if you're interested, uh, the link to this will be in the show notes. You can check that out. And ladies, if you hear this, um, sorry we can't have you this time, but we honor you and we do it as much for you as we do it for ourselves. So if this resonates with you and you know someone in your life that could benefit from this, please send them our way. We would love to have them. If you like the podcast and you want to support it, the most direct and easiest way to do that is just uh, leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes. It would be so, so appreciated. And also just share this with someone that you love that you think could benefit from hearing it. Again, much love to you all. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Leslie Anderson. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. How are you feeling today? I'm, I'm kind of sore, actually. Yeah. I, we just started boho boot camp mm. so yesterday i taught three boot camps and uh and it was really fun and kicked my butt <laughs> is it more more of like your physical training side coming out than it is uh yoga 
I would I would say it's 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 a nice meld mm. between the two. We've got we warm up with a lot of yoga stuff, and during COVID, um, I've decided that this boot camp series should be thirty minutes to mm. reduce the amount of contact time, and the uh, the requests for a shorter class were actually uh, were. It, it was much requested for a 30 minute class. So it's uh it's fast mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we do yoga and then and then I throw in a lot of resistance and functional training and kick your butt. <laughs> yeah. This this is a good segue. I want I want to loop back to a lot of stuff, but um this seems like a good place to start uh because one of the questions I have for you is as a personal trainer and more of like a like physical trainer i wonder how that's integrated with yoga because you've been practicing for for how long um well i uh 2013 is when i started doing personal training Mm. and i graduated from the university of oregon in 2011 with a bs in human physiology and thought I was going to go into nursing, so I did um, all my nursing prereqs, organic chemistry, um, all all the chemistries, <laughs> uh, human physiology, um, biomechanics, uh, and and I loved it. But when I decided, um, well, when I graduated and I started working uh, within the healthcare system, I was. I was not in a happy place. I was like, I I feel like this system is fundamentally broken. Um, And at that time, I was a a nursing assistant at a long-term care facility. And so many of the patients I was caring for had chronic illness that could have been prevented through um, intervention and education. And it was right at that time that I had met uh, a good friend of mine um, who was a personal trainer at the time. And I'd never even considered that as a as a career path. And after an interview with her, I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. So mm. I, I got my certification and um, started the interview process. Uh, really wanted to work in, in small gyms, but the advice that I had been given was to apply for a larger company like 24 Hour Fitness or LA Fitness um, in order to get the sales education that I would need to be successful. And I'm so grateful that I was given that advice um, (laughs) because I ended up uh, working at 24 Hour Fitness, um, becoming one of their their master trainers within a, a couple years and one of their uh, uh, top sales uh, people. Mm. <laughs> I was the assistant fitness manager um, for like the last two years that I worked there. Learned a ton. Um, still really good friends with a lot of the trainers that I met there. And it was while I was working there that I decided to um, get my yoga certification. I'd been practicing yoga for a long time. My aunt uh, my dad's only sister is a hindu nun in uh, in the vedanta society of southern california in santa barbara and um, she has been an incredible mentor to me for a really really long time um well maybe my whole life 
And uh, she played an, uh, a really important role um, after after my mom passed away. Um, and and so longer story. <laughs> um, when I was in uh, eighth grade, my mom was tragically killed in a car accident. Um, and my very small family was a really big mess. <laughs> and the support that I received from my grandma and my aunt, uh, who were uh, both uh, Hindus, mm. <laughs> American Hindus, in the in the Vedanta society, um, they taught me about meditation, um, and that was my introduction to yoga. So um, I received um, meditation instruction from uh, Swami Sarvadevananda um, starting when I was eighteen. And that has been um, kind of my rock. But I, I kind of always thought of yoga, uh, the physical stuff that I had uh, seen on TV as, as not the real yoga. But then when I was uh, doing personal training, so many of my clients were like, I'm being told to do yoga. Should I do yoga? And I was like, well... Uh, I mean, yoga is like what you do with your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I decided to look into getting certified as a yoga instructor. And the process that I went through was, it was really quite profound. Um, I had a really uh, wonderful experience in my yoga teacher training program. And um, some really challenging points through the teacher pr- training program made me realize that I wanted to be a... <laughs> Uh, a teacher of of teachers <laughs> hmm. uh, in my lifetime. I felt like uh, in in the time that I was in the program that I was discouraged um, from practicing physical asana uh, because I I didn't fit the the build um, was was the impression that I got and. Um, my my teacher who's a, a wonderful woman and and she's she's doing a lot of growth on herself and always uh has been but at the time that I was her student I I was not encouraged um in my in my physical practices to um to the point where I was like oh I'm really excited to come to my mat I felt like oh I'm really strong and uh I can't my fingers don't touch behind my back and um i always have to sit with a a pillow underneath my hips like Mm. i'm not i'm not a great yogi and (laughs) um and then after i graduated um the the people that i had met in the program were just really wonderful humans and the way that the um the yoga teacher training informed my uh, personal training made such an impact on my clients that I was like, this is this is really something special. So um, I continued uh, my education in that realm. And uh, it was actually, I, I don't know how I would have uh, made it on, on the next adventure that we did without uh, my physical practice. I think that yoga really... Um, yoga asana really empowered me um, to find physical movements without um, equipment, which was <laughs> not something that I had really been familiar with uh, before. And and probably, you know, I'm I'm kind of shorter. I'm a, I'm a little stockier. So uh, naturally, I've I've just always been really strong um, and kind of powerful and fast. So 
I think I gravitated more towards um, towards resistance type training um, just because my body was naturally good at it. Um, but uh, so right after I finished yoga teacher training, I think I worked for another year and then my husband and I, uh, we got married and our honeymoon, we spent hiking the Pacific Crest Trail and we, <laughs> which was nuts. <laughs> and, um, and I, I really, we, we together, um, had, had a practice, uh, throughout, um, the whole trail, uh, which allowed us to, uh, not beat ourselves up when we didn't quite get to where we had imagined that we would be at the start of our trip. Uh, we hiked our own hike. Uh, I've got lots of stories for that another day but um yeah it really uh yoga helped us through <laughs> meditation and physical asana uh mm. allowed us to uh uh to be with each other <laughs> for a very 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 long time um in a very tiny tent um and i think that's probably why we're we're still happily married today <laughs> yeah yeah the the effects of it in my own i mean every anyone i know that has this practice the effects of it begin to spill out into all aspects into all things that that i do that i feel that and and it's interesting because when i when i began it i felt like for me there was a lot more emphasis on the physical practice on the asana practice and i didn't really know like why I was being called to it so strongly until mm -hmm. getting deeper into it and, and getting into meditation and into pranayama and into all of the more like subtle nuances behind it. But once, and I mean, I'm still integrating it into my, into my life and there's still moments where, but now, but now the moments, now there's moments where I catch myself. I'm like, wait, stop, take a breath what are you doing? Like, are you being mindful? Are you doing this for a good reason? And, and the effects have been profound and, and all encompassing really. Yeah. And it, and you, you touched on this at the beginning, the, one of the most common themes I think behind this practice is that people are coming to it from a place of discomfort, trauma, mm -hmm. pain, some event that occurred in their life where you have this, like something needs to change kind of moment. And, and yeah, if, if you're a person that's in that moment and you know something needs to change, I highly encourage, recommend to at least like delve into this kind of practice. Um, it's, it's results are in incredible. And, yeah. and I know, um, I don't know if we mentioned this before while we've been recording. <laughs> Leslie um, has been one of my teachers and mentors for the last six months as I've gone through uh, yoga teacher training at Boho Yoga here in McMinnville. And one of, one of the things, one of the many things I appreciate about you so deeply is your, um, your understanding and explanations of like yoga's physiological effects on the body as well as it kind of corresponds and correlates with our with our mind and spirit as well yeah um do you want to delve into that a little bit uh, like, like what are some yeah. of the like the most um what are some of the most 
Mm, I don't know the right word. For profound. It. Profound <laughs> physiological effects that this practice can have. For I us. I think the most profound is often the uh, the simplest mm. is the fact that it it really impacts your uh, your nervous system. Um, that you can change your uh, it changes your nervous system, so you can you can help yourself uh, transition from one state of mind, really from one state of body, um, into another, um, just through breath, um, just through awareness. Um, you can uh, change from your sympathetic nervous system being activated to your parasympathetic nervous system being activated. Um, you know the the most powerful things about yoga. Um, can be translated to any other aspects uh, of your life. I think that it, the most powerful part is that awareness, um, that continual uh, mindful component of, of how is everything connected. Um, and so just in, in yoga, we, we're always like, okay, well, even though this, this shape is affecting that, we feel like the target of this shape is really affecting maybe the back of your legs. Like, how is this also impacting uh, the crown of your head? So how do all of the cells uh, communicate and talk to each other? The body is just fascinating. It is so fascinating. It's just, um, it's, it's such magic. And to allow ourselves to just be fascinated every day by, uh, by what we have, it makes us so grateful. Um, and so I, I hope that in, in my work, I can help to make yoga more accessible, um, to people to make it feel like this is, this is a practice who's here, that's here for all of us, Mm. regardless of, yeah, anything, (laughs) anything, anything, whatever you are currently capable of physically, mentally, emotionally, wherever you're at in your life, this, there is a place on this spectrum to enter into and delve deeper absolutely i i want to i want to share a story and i wrote i wrote this story when i was writing like our kind of final paper it was like what are the three themes of that what are three of the themes that you took away from this um training and i was writing this when i was after my accident when i was at home for that week just kind of like melted on the floor unable to do much and and i i've shared this story once on here again so i won't go too deep into the details but this was the probably the the moment where i had the most like profound realization of this practice in my own body and it was at it was after I had this accident and, you know, I was at work. I was cutting through a piece of steel with a with a cutoff wheel, like a, a thin handheld power tool, abrasive to, to cut, to like grind through metal essentially and lost control of it. And it kicked back into my groin and cut open my genitals. And um, one... And obviously there's some initial horror of like, oh my God, am I intact? Is everything okay? And so I look, everything's there. I'm good. I'm in one piece. I'm just bleeding. So I walk out and um, I yell for my dad. He runs and grabs some rags to to stop the bleeding and then and then bring, goes to bring the car around. And I remember like I just sat down and kind of fell down onto the ground. Um, and like my mind's racing. I'm kind of freaking out. And then... 
and then I remember I'm just like I just I just hear I hear that like the one word in my head just breathe I'm like okay so I breathe and like like really breathe like like 15 second inhales through my nose and then 15 second exhales through my nose and as I fall into this pattern of breathing I have this like one of the most profound realizations in my life which is basically this is this is okay this needed to happen you needed this this is going to be all right it's happening for you which i think speaks of this like deeper interconnectedness of everything where it's not even everything within your body your mind psyche spirit that's connected but it's all of the events that have happened to you that are happening to you in this moment are also a part of this beautiful tapestry this web of all things needed for you to become to grow and and throughout that entire process even like sitting in the hospital having needles with numbing agents <laughs> stabbed into my penis and like having it scrubbed and stitched up i literally was just breathing the whole time like meditating the whole time in the hospital and there were two instances where the were like my um I don't know what that is like the sensor that measures my breath went mm. off because my inhalations were like so deep and steady <laughs> that it started beeping and the nurses came in they're like are you okay are you alive I'm like yeah I'm fine I'm just breathing I'm good <laughs> I'm just so zen I'm just I'm just so chill <laughs> like this is all fine what are you freaking out about <laughs> but but that was like just as an example of how this practice like becomes a part of your life mm -hmm. i imagine this happening to me a year ago and there's no way i could have had that response to this like traumatic situation that was going on not only like being able to breathe through it and relax through it but being able to have the realization that it's fine yeah like it's all gonna be fine it's not that yogis do not experience uh life uh troubles or mm. <laughs> traumas <laughs> um but yoga really does give us uh quite a, a toolbox of inner resources that we can rely on when shit hits the fan and um, it does <laughs> and it and it will it mm -hmm. will continue to it's it's mm. um you know so we're we're grateful when it's not <laughs> but mm. um we're we're prepared uh for when it is and you know, there's some quote about, you know, luck, about luck isn't really a thing. It's being ready, uh, being prepared for when opportunities arise. It's like it, luck is just that it, intersection yeah. of, of hard work and opportunity. And I, I think that yoga really allows us uh, to do that uh, daily uh, self-discipline work of, mm. of the, the work on the self <laughs> um, so that we are prepared, uh, better prepared for um, things like COVID-19 and, um, mm. and everything else that has been or will happen. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you have, mm -hmm. have those inner resources to rely on. And I'm so excited for you to share those with, mm. with the world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for uh, providing me with these inner resources, truly. Um, it's been such a gift, such a blessing. And speaking to the last four months of this kind of isolation and this um, social distancing and quarantining, but 
um, in spite of all of this kind of chaos, this has really been one of the, the last six months, including that time, have been one of the best of my life, one of the most productive of my life. And I really do attribute so much of that to this practice. Um, it's like checking in with yourself every day. It's <laughs> like, really, I like, really, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. Like, Hey, how yeah. are you feeling? What do you like? What do you need? What does your body need? What do you want? Like, what do you really want to do? What would, what would be like, what can you do today that is going to, um, help you grow? Yeah. This idea of yoga being um, a representation of life or, um, yeah, just a uh, kind of a new lens to, to view mm. things through um, shows us the importance of, of these uh, small daily things rather than, um, you know, having a, a two-hour practice like once a month. It's like it's really the, the magic is in the details, just mm. like in the body. And, <laughs> and it's just so fun to be able to use the body as a metaphor for um for all the things that we're doing because it's it's a it's a tool that we have with us wherever we go mm. <laughs> so if i can look at the body and be like oh this is a representation of something bigger um it's you know i i might leave journals or books at home but I, i'm taking my body everywhere <laughs> with mm-hmm. me you know until the end but um until <laughs> i don't now we've got but it for now we got it so so let's let's examine it let's look at it let's be curious and uh and see what it teaches us and it, it's such a gift to be here mm-hmm. as a human being and to have these bodies and be able to use them especially for us that are fortunate enough to be in a place where we really do get to choose like what we do with our lives we get to choose how we spend our days how we use our bodies and like practicing tadasana and some gentle breath work when you're standing in line at the supermarket like makes the experience like polar opposite of what it could be without this like i'm standing in line i'm impatient waiting like the person in front of me has a basket full of shit and i've got like 10 things i'm like it's fine i'm a mountain i'm a mountain i'm at the grocery store you can't fucking move me this is where i'm at I never thought I would open a yoga studio. That was definitely not uh, in my uh, realm of possibilities. I had I'd thought professional soccer player, actress, nurse, <laughs> um, and and then even when I was uh, a physical a personal trainer, um, I never uh, really thought I would open up a yoga studio. But uh, when I when we came back from the PCT, um, I was working at the same studio that I did my yoga teacher training at, at uh, the yoga space in Portland. And that's where I met Rose. And Rose and I had a really funny introduction. Um, Have I told you this story? No, I haven't heard it. (laughs) Um, So before I left on the PCT, I was teaching at the studio. And um, the owner of the studio um, had hired Rose to take over uh, my classes when I was leaving. Um, but she decided that Rose should start like a month and a half earlier than when I was scheduled to leave. And then she forgot to tell me about it. And so I showed up to teach my class. I've got all my students, all my friends are there. And, um, and I opened up the studio door and Rose is already in the studio. And I was like, um, can I help you? And she was like, 
um, are you here for class? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And she's like, oh, well, take a seat. And I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> and I, I called uh, called my boss and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, mm. <laughs> but I stayed for class. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an awesome class <laughs> naturally yeah. naturally yeah. and um and so when i when i got back from the pct i headed i i found rose and i attended one of her classes and it was like right before uh class that i overheard her say something like whoa i had i i had a really crazy conversation and i i might have an opportunity to uh, open up a yoga studio in McMinnville. And I was like, in McMinnville? I was like, we just looked at McMinnville. I want to move there. <laughs> and uh, and so we, we came out here together. And originally, we thought it would be like a, a co-op space with um, a bunch of teachers that were equal owners. Uh, then we learned a lot about business. Um, and the other teachers that had showed interest were like, peace. <laughs> mm. And I was like, I've done bookkeeping. Uh, being a personal trainer is like having your own business. And so um, I was like, let's let's try it. <laughs> and it was, it was such a, a Hanuman leap of faith. Mm. Um, <laughs> But just as in the Ramayana, there you can't you can't continue those leaps of faith without like backing it up with some kind of uh, uh, continual effort on the on the back end. So mm. building your bridge, uh, doing all the all the long term uh, continuing education and efforts and uh, constantly learning and growing and changing and um, but. We just had our three-year anniversary. Mm, uh, we we expanded our yoga studio in March of 2020. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> um, which uh, was initially like a, uh, I was like, I have no idea what we're gonna do, and then and then we were like, wait a minute, we have an opportunity here to pivot and move into more of, of a virtual format um, which I think makes it makes a lot of sense for for this community um, it is extremely hard McMinnville's not super big <laughs> no, the, the yoga um, community here is small it is small and it's genuine and it is sweet and it is awesome um, but it's not um, super easy to pay all of your studio bills based off of solely in-person classes um and so we were like this could really change our business model into something that is um super sustainable long term so that's what we've been working on the last um couple months as we figured out how to transition a yoga teacher training program in the very middle <laughs> to a, a hybrid format and uh and thank you for all the feedback and <laughs> trial and error and um but we did it and mm. uh it, it it worked so we're really excited to see how we can uh provide um our teachings in a in a format that can reach people where they are um in a in a larger capacity, uh, in a more diverse way. Um, and it's, it's opened up a lot of other doors too. So, um, being able to utilize the space that we expanded into, um, into 
our film studio as well as my uh, personal training studio. So I've got like a whole gym back there. And I, I work with a few clients um, at a time. I work with um, about eight clients at a time. I work with five um, clients that are pretty... Um, they're kind of ongoing. They usually do. Um, they work with me for like three months or six months, um, usually like one to two sessions um, a week. And then I've got three clients, um, three spots that I have for clients um, that I work with on a, a more in-depth basis. Mm. So I'll uh, sometimes I'll see them like three times a week or uh, I'll be doing home visits or, or things like that. They they're usually on like a year program um, and they're like, I need to make some some big changes and I'm all in. And so it's like, if you're all in, then I'm all in and I'm going to be there for you. But that takes a, a, a lot of time and effort and energy. So I've I've had to figure out like, where is it that I really want to put my time and energy and um, I want to do it all. Um, <laughs> and so I've, I've kind of figured out um, a formula that allows me to to get a little bit of everything that I need to in order to to make this my my awesome living <laughs> <laughs> i know we have to wrap up here in a few minutes um i want to ask one more thing as like reflecting on who how you felt who you were le before finding this kind of practice going into the midst of it all and now coming out here on the other side is there is there something that you would tell to like 18 year old Leslie who hasn't, hasn't entered into this space, hasn't, ha hasn't found this practice for her yet? What words of wisdom would you give to her? Ooh. Oh, 18 year old Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> she needed a hug. <laughs> this 18 year old Ian really needed a hug too. <laughs> um, I, I would I think I would encourage myself to trust my instincts more. Um, I th think that I would encourage myself to practice physical asana as a way to em empower myself uh, outside of, of physical spaces. Um, I think I would tell myself to do my daily meditations. <laughs> when I got my my first meditation instruction when I was 18, I needed it so bad and I was not at a place where I, I was willing um, to make it, uh, to do the discipline needed to make it a daily practice. Mm -hmm. And that's taken uh, years of, of sustained effort um, and it's been so worth it. So if I could go back in time and tell my 18-year-old self um, to to listen to mm. <laughs> my spiritual teacher, mm. um, to to sit with myself every day, um, that I think that it would have um, it would have empowered me um, to understand that I'm worth more. Um, that I can ask for more. Um, 18 year old Leslie was a huge people pleaser. <laughs> um, and, and she, she was such a peacemaker <laughs> mm. that 
I think I would also tell myself, like, don't be afraid of conflict. Um, mm. Don't be afraid to be wrong. Um, it's it's all part of the journey. And um, it self-discipline also takes a certain about, amount of uh, bravery. <laughs> and I think I, I could use that reminder. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There, I think a big part of this, for me has been deepening this practice and really just this kind of path in general of of being of service of being more mindful of as we go through this like little pieces of ourselves are dying little pieces of our past of our ego of our identity are dying and as such they tend to lash out in in the final throes of life like wait (laughs) wait don't forget about me i'm still here i want to live damn it and yeah we gotta be grace we gotta be graceful gracious with ourselves gracious we we gotta be gracious with ourselves as we work through these things and gracious with who we've been when we were 18 year old leslie and ian that was that was pretty recent for me and um, I'm still fucking hard on myself about who I was six years ago often, but yeah, um, that- I, re- I, um, I've thought about a, a quote recently that came from, I don't know where, but, um, it said, um, try treating yourself like someone you're responsible for taking care of. Mm. And that really it changed uh, a strong perspective for me um i have always been really good at taking care of other people um really good at taking care of other people and then when it comes to taking care of myself um as so many people can relate to (laughs) Mm -hmm. um we're so much harder on ourselves and it's like if you were to meet yourself and you were to look at all the things that that person was uh, was dealing with, you would have so much compassion for that person and um, and so much graciousness. Mm. So how can we um, use these these tools, these moments um, of daily uh, practice and reflection to help ourselves to be that same advocate um, and resource for ourselves mm. that we're asking uh, or needing of others <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah what what can we do from our for ourselves from a place of unconditional love like we would for anybody else right yeah <laughs> well i know we have to wrap things up before we go i want to i want to do something i've been doing this fun fun practice with some of my friends and basically you just repeat after me what i love about myself is we never talk about ourselves like that. And it's really oh. interesting to see people do it because we talk about what we love about others so often. But mm-hmm. how often do we just say, what I love about myself is this? Let's what I love about myself is my thunder thighs. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> they give me up those mountains. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Where? Thunder thighs. Yeah. <laughs> Where where should we find, uh, where can we go for our Boho virtual, if we want to sign up for virtual Boho memberships, where do we find you on social media? Anything uh, you want to share before we go? Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you would like to uh, find out about 
uh, more about me, uh, connect with me, or uh, learn more about uh, Boho Yoga in McMinnville, go to bohoyogastudio.com, uh, www.boho, B-O-H-O, yoga, Y-O-G-A, studio, S. T-U-D-I-O-S.com. And then you can see the about section there. You'll find me. You can connect with me there. You can even schedule a free consult with me if you have any questions about yoga, about our teacher training programs, about our virtual offerings or in-person stuff. So come practice with me. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you, Ian. It's great to be here. Mm, great to have you here. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Much love. <laughs>